Hello, my friends. This is the Toys of a Time Gone By, and I'm your host, Mark. Now, in today's episode, we will be talking about something a little very, a little bit different. Today, it's more in the lines of a book that I uh, just bought. It's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe mini-comic collection, and this is pretty damn complete. This starts with the origins of He-Man, it goes to the new adventures, Shira. It goes to uh, it goes all the way up to the classics, the 2000, and it's really the most complete collection of the mini comics that came with the figures at the time. Now, um, <clears throat> the first uh, first mini comic that I am going to read you today, it is He-Man and the Power Sword. I'll give you a little idea of uh, He-Man and the Power Sword and Master of the Universe. Uh, the cover art is very, very, very uh, origins-based. Like it's before they really had an idea where the figure and the, where the uh, where the these uh, characters were going. Like in the filmation, changed a lot of the story arc. So the story is very, very different in the beginning. Uh, and they were supposed to be called Lords of Lords of Power, but they dropped that name because of the religious purposes and all that stuff. They couldn't use it. Um, but um, very very beautiful cover art. And you got Man in Arms, He Man, Beast Man, Skeletor, and Castle Grayskull in the background. And it says free illustrated book with purchase. Well, these came with the. With the action figures back in 1981. Now He-Man is very savage, more along the lines of Conan. So um, I see where Mattel kind of got that idea. They wanted something for them. They wanted some some success with like a barbarian type line. I know they had they worked on three original characters that you know were supposed to be like either a spaceman, barbarian or a sort of like a an army guy they based it upon like well space is very popular barbarians are very popular and uh gi joe is very popular so they wanted to kind of get in with that sort of success with those those kind of type of uh figures and you know as you all know uh that it started out pretty much just a toy line and then went on to mini comics that went on to the filmation and the story really changed. So, what I'm going to read you today is the uh, the first one that I just explained, the He-Man of the Power Sword. So let's get started. A mighty figure stood at the edge of the jungle that had, until this day, always been his home. He-Man, the tribe's greatest warrior, waved his farewell. He might have preferred to stay, but had a noble mission to accomplish. Evil forces exists on our planet Eternia, he man told his people. They seek to control the legendary Castle Grayskull, a place of wonders. If we are to know a lasting peace, I must go out and battle those forces. Farewell. The outside world has long been a mystery to He-Man's tribe. 
although they had heard the fantastic tales of the mysterious Castle Grayskull. He-Man was the first of his people to trudge these craggy cliffs and quake-torn valleys. His homeland was already in the distant mists when he heard the cry for help. Gazing into the valley, He-Man saw that his courage and jungle bridge strength were already needed. In a blur of bronze moment, He-Man leaped from the cliffside and onto his shaggy foe. His powerful fingers dug deeply into the monster's hide. But He-Man was not fighting his creature alone. He-Man glimpsed the woman as she gestured magically and attacked the creature with mystical bolts of force. She is the sorceress, he thought, but her magic hardly fazed the animal. The same could not be said of He-Man's might. Defeated. The animal fled. While the sorceress regained her breath, your strength, your courage, she said, mark you as a legendary hero who is to inherit the treasures I have guarded all these years. They were made centuries before the great wars by Eternia scientists. Inside the ancient ruins, the sorceress gave him in the guarded costumes and weapons. They will add to your strength. Use them wisely, especially in defense of Castle Grayskull. So, now these uh, weapons, this is not the power sword yet, but you see the there's an axe, a uh, shield, and his um, force field garment. Well, the thing I said is force field garment, that's part of the story originally, where it's supposed to be a garment that gave him super strength because it had a force field. So let's continue. Riding in strange vehicle, which was a combination battering ram, catapult, and space warp device, He-Man set off again on his mission, a particular valley, still miles away from the castle, struck his fancy. This valley would serve as a new home and headquarters. Wearing the costume that gave him superhuman strength, He-Man went to work, carving out his new home using no tools other than the power of his fists. But, he's, but even as He-Man constructed his dwelling, evil eyes were gazing upon Tila, the warrior goddess, as she watered her unicorn charger. There is none in all of Eternia as beautiful as she grunted the ape like Beastman. I'm really starting to believe that she is a goddess. Soon she will be more than that, whispered his master Skeletor. Soon she will be my bride. Now, the funny thing about this is, he, now, Tila, who gave him in these garments and these weapons, uh, is green. So when you look ahead, Tila is just Tila. She's just normal, like she was, you know, like we had her. We got her as a figure in a filmation series. She just looks like that. 
it's just some differences even between the comics some just discrepancies as you read on I mean, as, as if you pick this up and you read on you'll see what I mean but uh, let's continue but it was no simple matter to capture the warrior goddess she fought like a demon her body possessing the spirits of many ancestral champions only Skeletor's energy blade after freezing for her courageous steed and long last shocked her unconscious carry her to Castle Grayskull Skeletor commanded his underling Beastman be careful I do not like having my bride to be damaged by nightfall Skeletor and Beastman had brought their sleeping captive to Castle Grayskull a fortress so ancient that no one knew its origins an eerie voice that of the castle's all-present spirit warned them go back the secrets and treasures of castle grayskull are for no one to possess go away another warrior secretly watched as Skeletor defied the warning and forced to open the castle jawbridge Entering the grim castle, Skeletor and his accomplice failed to notice the other warrior departing through the shadows in his heavily armed chariot. I defy you, spirit of the castle, shouted Skeletor. Your many secrets shall be mine. I hold half of the mystic power sword. I shall soon possess the other half, which is hidden within your walls. Then I will have full power, and none of your deadly traps will stop me. When I joined both halves of the power sword together, exclaimed Skeletor, the magic fires created by ancient scientists and sorcerers will blaze again. And he thought back. Once I lived in another dimension, this is where it kind of changes his 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 um, origin kind of changes from the beginning till when it uh, later became he was Keldor and all that. So it kind of changes. You'll see the change here. This is once I lived in another dimension populated with others of my kind. When the Great Wars opened a hole in the dimensional wall, I was thrown into this world. With the complete power sword, I shall reopen the hole and bring my people here to conquer this dimensional world. You know, later on that changed. After strapping the unconscious warrior goddess to a stone slab, Beastman searched with animal-like cunning. Though the castle had last, he found an ancient scroll upon which had been drawn a map. The map, which seemed to have been drawn in blood, and many strange symbols which only Skeletor could understand. They show the way to a fiery sword, he shouted. Following the map, Skeletor led the way to a secret passage. He-Man was finishing his dwelling when he saw the approaching chariot and what brings the famous man-at-arms to my humble house, he asked sarcastically. Man-at-arms, whose people were masters of all weapons, described what he had seen if Skeletor controls the castle. He might use its secrets to conquer eternity, he said coldly, and I shudder to think what fate he has planned for warrior goddess. This is, I guess, with the time when Teela, man-at-arms, weren't 
relate like uh, he wasn't the adopt she wasn't his uh, adopted daughter this was before all that if we fight side by side orphaned man at arms we can more easily defeat Skeletor and his henchmen you would be worthy partner said he man but if the threat is great as you say I have no time to waste getting to Castle Grayskull by wheels before man at arms could say another word He-Man activated the battle ram space warp device Moments later, He-Man was vanishing to reappear somewhere else. So that's basically the Sky Sled with the battering ram, but the Sky Sled is now a warp device. At the castle, meanwhile, Skeletor and Beastman had reached the end of the secret passageway and had found a rusty metal door. But as they touched the door, the spirit of the castle cursed them and unleashed its ghostly demons. Beastman's claw and fangs only went through the spectres, but Skeletor's lightning bolt quickly blasted them to nothingness. Again, I defeat you, spirit of the castle, rasped Skeletor, now to seize your greatest treasure. Yet, not even brute strength of Beastman could break open the door. Stand back, you ape ordered Skeletor as he proceeded to cut through the ancient door with his lightning blade as if it were melting butter. Now this is also before he had the Havoc Staff. He has a blade but no uh, Havoc Staff. And even as the door gave way, a commotion could be heard from the outside. See what it is, commanded Skeletor. And Beastman loped obediently down the dark corridor. Outside the castle, he-Man was using his vehicle like a batter ramp to try to gain entry. He-Man snored, Beast-Man, as he reached the castle's laser cannon and fired a deadly bolt toward his foe. But He-Man's force field garment easily repelled the blast. Is that the best you can do, you brainless gorilla? He-Man taunted, and if so, have nothing to worry about. Perhaps He-Man did not have to worry about the laser cannon penetrating his force field. But he did not figure on Beastman choosing a new target, the vehicle which was not protected by the barrier of the force. As He-Man rolled out of the overturned vehicle, his costume force field was accidentally switched off. Now to finish you off, growled Beastman, aiming the laser cannon at his seemingly helpless victim. Inside the tunnel. Skeletor saw the shiny object, its broken blade, seemed to beckon on to him. He gasped in its scaly hands, then eagerly placed the two halves of the ancient object together. He could feel the unbelievable energies of the sword as the blade burst into green fire. The restored power sword, he exclaimed. With this, I am invincible. There is nothing I cannot do. Nothing. Weapon in hand. He turned thirstily to battle. Before Beastman could make good in his threat, his attack was interrupted by a timely appearance of Man-at-Arms. Firing his flame-throwing weapon, Man-at-Arms said, I'll keep him occupied, E-Man. Turning to the castle, E-Man pulled with all his mighty strength, taxing his natural power to the limit. Finally, he pulled down the creaking jaw bridge, flexing his muscles, he said, now to help Teela and stop this evil Skeletor. Throwing off his damaged force field costume, He-Man hurled down the castle elevator, 
binding Skeletor waiting for him. With a simple wave of the power sword, Skeletor brought to him life many objects inside the castle and commanded them to attack his foe. Without his force field to protect him, He-Man fought off the barrage of objects as best he could, but the objects, energized by the power sword, continued coming. This is only the beginning, boasted Skeletor. See, as you can see, the story is very, very different the first time, and it changes as you go on. In each comic, it starts to change. So now the, uh, you know, in this one, Tila is uh, the sorceress, the green goddess. So she changed again. But Skeletor's moment of triumph was abruptly ended as a beautiful figure appeared before him, glowing green like energies of the power sword. You have abused the power sword, the sorcerer said. And with magical gestures, she removed the power sword from Skeletor's hands, splitting it again into halves. Immediately, the object attacked, attacking He-Man dropped, lifelessly, lifelessly to the floor. A moment later, the sorceress vanished. Having lost his most powerful weapon, Skeletor fled to the roof of the castle where Beastman and Man-at-Arms were already engaged in mortal combat. He-Man saw an awakened Tila tear herself free of her bonds. Then both warriors rushed up the castle's elevator. Soon they were hotly engaged in a rooftop battle. Hopelessly outnumbered, Skeletor and Beastman both pleaded mercy with the plea the battle ended. Now, in one area, the, the green goddess, who is Teela. Then there's also the next page, which is Teela, who's who has a, uh, a battle axe, who looks different than the green goddess. I'm just trying to figure out if they are, um, if they were trying to create the green goddess as a different just the sorceress of the castle and then Tila but they look the same and their names are the same so I think what happened was later on the sorceress they made it look like a bird and her name was Tila also so they just kind of like created that character in filmation and kind of did away with the green goddess I guess it kind of confused um probably confused readers they wanted to change it a lot because they kind of look kind of you don't know whether or not she's the same as Tila or Tila's is like you don't know it's kind of like it's a little confusing but now let's continue with the ending here together He-Man, Man-at-Arms and Tila watched their defeated foes flee toward the horizon and seeing an apparition below, they climbed down from the roof to the castle. From now on, said the sorceress, only the halves of the power sword, inserted into the enchanted lock, will open the castle's jawbridge, and to keep this castle from again falling into evil hands, I shall hide both halves in sacred places, saying that she is vanishing again in a green cloud. You truly are the master of the universe are destined to protect my secrets from evil forces, said the spirit of the castle. You should have to least some small reward. That reward came in the form of a snow-white unicorn that galloped over the hill. Returning to his mistress, do you think that 
is the last of those two or the power sword as man at arms? I doubt it, answered E-Man, but as he looked toward the rising sun, it seemed to be a good omen for Eternia and the masters of the universe. So now that's the ending. As you can, as you can hear what I read to you, uh, you can hear the, the different plot of the story. Very interesting, very cool. This is before they were just kind of like getting to the idea of changing whatever they needed to change. But like I said, you have these two different... You have Teela as the screen goddess, and then you have Teela, which I guess that, like I was saying before, they kind of get... They probably, they probably got a little confused by that because he changed it. Now the sorcerers became a bird like a bird and, and so so it's it's really uh, a lot of time they made this separate character Teela so I guess I guess what later on and you know when they started filmation they did all these changes and stuff they added Orko uh, in this first issue this first mini comic issue you don't there's no battle cat so I guess what happens is later on the next issues after that they added battle cat so I just wanted to today just kind of like do something different and uh, read you one of these mini comic stories. I think I'm going to do this as a little series and start reading some more of these mini comics and explaining differences and things like that. And I want to thank you guys for listening today and you have a great day. Thanks again.